Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. What a night it is. Tonight we begin what I think will be an important series of conversations with our Open House human condition guru, clinical psychologist Lynn Worsley, about friendships. What is it about us that friendships are so important to the human condition at times Such a source of joy and camaraderie, also such a source of frustration, disappointment. Lynn, welcome back. (laughs) Thanks for having me. This is going to be an interesting uh, series of conversations. Tell us where we'll be heading over the next few weeks on friendship. Yeah, uh, this this week I I think we'll look at um, what happens with friends and the stages of friendships um, and what we need... Um, wh- why do we need friendships and sort of what happens in our own development, moral and socially. Mm. Um, and over the next few weeks too, we'll go further into friendships and cover some of the topics such as the type of friendships that we can have, the expectations that we may, may have of friends, how to make friends, how to keep friends, yes. how to lose friends, <laughs> um, and looking at boundaries in friendships. Um, so I think we'll probably have a bit of a journey ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, such a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the whole friendship thing. What happens in friendship in the human condition? Then? Yeah, look, today I've been doing some active research. Really? William, active research. And that, hot means, off the press. that means you go out for coffee and you have lunch <laughs> and ask people about things. <laughs> I like your style. Yes. Um, and I've had some really interesting responses. Yeah, now, one person suggested that friendships are different from, with different people, and they mentioned that you grow together with friends. Yes. Another person said that friendships challenge us to love each other in spite of our differences. Um, another said that you can that you had close friends friends when you get vulnerable with them, and then they can be vulnerable with you. I'm sure that's right. Another person said to me that a friend is someone who you can um, you, you hang out with until you feel comfortable, and then they become your friend. I thought that was pretty cool. And only a few people in the world can be that. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. Another one said a friend is someone that you can go to their fridge and just help yourself. <laughs> I like that kind of. I, I suppose that was a cool de- depending one. on what they have in their fridge, I suppose. <laughs> so it, begin, it brings us to thinking about what friendships actually are. What constitutes a friendship as opposed to okay, here's an acquaintance of mine. Someone yeah. I just know. Well, so I did some more research on that one, and I asked the following questions: What makes an acquaintance go to a friendship and then to a really good friendship, and yes. what's the difference between the two? Yeah. And the answers were varied. But I, I, I kept on going and collecting responses. They were um, time together, uh, having experiences, having some hardship. Sure, that's right too. Yeah, yeah. Um, having some encouragement, uh, being on each other's team, supporting each other and sharing together. Yes. And it was interesting because the discussion got to what if we can have friendships where we go through things together but we don't actually share um, but we still feel connected. Is that a friendship? And I thought that was quite interesting because does friendship mean it has to be everything in it or there are there sort of degrees or stages? There are probably degrees with every friendship, really. Yes, and different people, yeah, I would imagine. Because they're not our clone. No, no, no. no. Okay, stages of friendship. 
There must be stages. Now, this is this I think think links back to how we we as children have um, stages of play. Mm. Now, when we have a stages of play, and I want you to remember when you were childly, that when you have oh, stages yes. of play, that you go from when you're little, you just sit and you might play quietly on your own with a toy or something, and that's what you call solitary play. Yes. And as you get a little bit older, you, in, as you sort of get with other children, you might look on at other children, and you might just want to watch what they're doing and that's what you call onlooker play okay and it's interesting then after a while you watch what they've done done for a while and then you start doing things together with them and that's what you call parallel play so you're doing the same thing as them but Im- imitating them or mimic them, mimicking mm. them yes um and then after a while you might switch toys and share things and that's what you call cooperative play so there's four stages solitary onlooker parallel and then cooperative play now as adults we go through these stages as well and that's a bit like when you begin to do things quietly on your own that you find interesting so you might just do something reading a book doing something on your own that's solitary play yes and then you observe another person and you watch what they do that again is onlooker play so you're interested you're observing them it might be you'd be going to a football match and you're observing the crowd and not not the people, not the football. Yep. But then you start to copy them. Um, and that's again like parallel play. So it might mean that you look at what they're wearing and you think, oh, I'm going to wear that. Um, or you might watch, hear the music they're playing and you think, oh, I'm going to do that. Or you walk like they do or you do something that's similar to them. That again is parallel play. So you start getting in sync with them. And then after a while, you might share a joke or you catch eyes and you connect, and that's what we call cooperative play. Okay. Now, as an adult, that's the beginning of friendships. That's how friendships start. Now, people who go straight from, you know, solitary play or just being on their own and expect to, to spark up a friendship, they won't get there because no. we have to have these little stages before we go into a good friendship. Um, there needs to always be a lead-in time. Because we're dipping our toe in the water. And well, there needs yes. to be a trust. Yes, we need to feel safe. And I think as well, it's really important that you go through some of those stages in order to have a sense of respect for each other's space. Yeah. Um, and sometimes those stages speak quite fast, depending on the circumstances, but they need to be there. Mm. Now, tough times are also times when big people begin to connect. And I want you to think of some tragedies that difficult people might have uh, and difficulties that people people might have um these times we seem to have friendships that are wonderful but wonderful but they're there for a reason and that's a little bit different in the stages of friendships sometimes those tough times it means that you connect around that tough time like there's a tragedy there's a, a, a cyclone or a flood or something and you've connected but those friendships are very real yeah and they're real for that time but they're different to other friendships they can last they can. After the tragedy? They can. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we build on them. Um, other times we may not. They okay. might be quite different. So this means there are different types of friends then? Yeah. 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 I, and I think it's good to make room in your life for different types of friends. I think if we have different types of friends, what we can see is that the different types of friends have different functions for us at different times of our lives. Mm. I think there's a big mistake that people make sometimes when they say, oh, you know, I went through this really bad time and, and I thought I had friends, but I didn't have friends, you know, and, and then it's really sorted out who really are my friends. <laughs> well, really, it's sorted out the people who are good with crisis. It hasn't really sorted out your friends. 
That's interesting, yes. Yes, so there's different types of friends and there's different types of people. Because I may may be your friend, Mm. but I may struggle to meet you in the midst of a very... an entirely different kind of circumstance. That's right. I might be the sort of friend that's really good for other things, but not for crises. Fair-weather friend. Or maybe not a fair-weather friend, maybe a friend that's good... With something else, yeah, okay. And it's. I think it's a. It's a. It was a challenge to me to actually prepare for this tonight because I was thinking, wow, you know, I do like to try and be a good friend to people, but there are often times where I feel like I let people down, and so maybe I'm a friend for them in different seasons or in different ways, and maybe that's okay. And there are only so many people that you can be friends with. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's not that much space in life. Well, that's right. Yeah. Now I. Then after my research with coffee and lunch and so on today, I then consulted Dr. Google. <laughs> okay, this is really good psychological research, I'd just like to say. Yep, totally. Dr. Google said there was this really one, actually someone had told me about this one, okay. um, a really good uh, link, uh, and it was anonymous, so I can't actually tell anyone who it's from. But it says that re- the friends can be for a reason, friends can be for a season, or friends can be for a lifetime. Okay. They're different types of friendships. A reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes. So a reason is when someone's in your life for a reason, it's usually to meet you, your need or to help you some in some way, either inwardly or outwardly. Um, that's what they've come to assist you through a difficulty or provide you with some guidance and support or to aid you in some way physically, emotionally, or even spiritually. So that's not necessarily the hanging out with each other kind of friendship. they're here for a reason for you. Um, And you may not know that they're here for a reason until after that reason has finished. So she or he's there to meet that need. Um, Then without any wrongdoing on your part or any inconvenient time, they just finish the relationship or they might die. They might be the end of that time with them. And sometimes they might just walk away and sometimes they might act out or force you to take a stand away from them. What we realise is that the need has been met. What we need to actually acknowledge is that it's not that it wasn't a friendship. It actually was a friendship, but it was around a reason. Okay. And then there's a season of friendship. As yes. Well, which is different. Yes, but let's have an example of a reason for to start with. Yeah. If we have a reason, friendship, that's where you're working side by side on a project, for example, yeah. or on a mission. Um, you work together when you need each other, and it might be with someone who shows you a new job or introduces you to the ins and outs of a network of people, and then you're together for a time and there's a real connection, but the project finishes, and then you have a don't have much in common and it doesn't mean the friendship's not real it just means that the friendship was a reason that's all yeah that can develop into a a lifetime which we'll get to in a minute i suppose it could and i'd say sometimes and and talking to older people as i have been doing recently for the research of my book is that Oftentimes they will say they're meeting up with people after a long period of time that they had been through the war together or they had had some some tragedy that had gone through together but they hadn't seen each other for 30 years yeah. but they had connected again. And that that's a friendship for a reason 
it may be a friendship for a season, but they've come back to them and they've connected again. So what's the season thing? How does that differ? Okay, so a, a season is, a friendship for a season is when a person comes into your life for a particular season of your life. It's not just around one particular thing, like an event. It's a season. It's because your turn has come to share with them and grow and learn. Um, it might be that they bring experiences of peace or they make you laugh or they might teach you something that you've never done for example, you know, a new mother might have um, a friend that they make friends in hospital and they have their babies together and they go through the first four or five years of their toddlers and their babies starting school. And then they move into school and they're not as good friends anymore because their kids are going to different schools. Yes. So that season, it's a sort of, it's an unbelievable amount of time of joy and, and, and so on that they're sharing by having babies together. But the season finishes and they move on and they don't connect as much as they did before. And that happens all through our lives. We have these times where we connect and have deep friendships. Um, I certainly know when I was nursing, you know, we had deep friendships around that nursing season. I'm sure. And yeah. then we went, when we finished our nursing training and we headed off to different directions. And uh, and that was like, oh, the season's finished. It's, it's interesting because I've always felt guilty for the people I've kind of been friends with. And then you move cities or move countries mm. or move workplaces. And you just haven't got the time to make new friends and keep catching up with That's all right. of those. Yeah. I mean, some remain. So maybe not guilty, maybe realizing that that was a real treasured friendship. It yes. wasn't that you're not being a good friend. It wasn't that they weren't being a good friend by following you up. It was that the season is finished for us, but we may revisit again. Yeah. And it's been a joy having that season. Okay, let's look at the lifetime friendship then. That's a very special one. Now, lifetime friendship um, is where you have lifetime lessons from each other. So that would be when you have a friendship where you see someone for a long time and it might be that you've got a childhood friend and you've gone through seasons and reasons and you've connected much deeper but one of the things with a lifetime friendship is that there's a lot of forgiveness yes okay yeah this inevitably inevitably and generally you find that lifetime friendships are um you know they've, there's been conflict and they've had to make up um I saw that on a fishing show with my 22-year-old daughter today. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Ruth and Naomi, I think, is a long-time friendship yes. in the Bible. And you see that, um, that deep friendship that, um, that they had, but that was a choice as well, where they, they needed to actually make a choice to be together. Yeah. Um, I think Jonathan and David is a, an example of a season friendship where they, they were friends for a season and a deep friendship. But that was the end of the season for yeah, them. It's interesting. Mm. So what happens to us with friendship then? Are we, we change-moulded, shaped yes. by that? Now, friendships, we change and we grow and friends become a mirror to our lives. Sometimes we don't like what we see in others and we get angry with them for we're really angry with what we don't like about ourselves. Um, so... Uh, Sometimes friends are helpful because we see ourselves in them and we learn to change. Yes, okay. So it's really important that we have deep friendships in order to grow and know more about ourselves. It's also really important to be in groups of friends because in groups of friends you get to see how each other react and, and, and how we behave and copy them in groups. Mm. And that means that we learn to change. 
um, hopefully for the better. Yes. If we look at our moral development, we consider the changes that happen to us and our ability to see the perspective of another person. That changes. Moral development is around changing the perspective of ourselves from being selfish, um, individualistic type people, very narcissistic, to being compassionate people. And the pathway from being narcissistic to compassionate is through having deep friendships. And deep friendships give us um, cause to reflect, cause to compromise, cause to conform, and cause to have uh, feelings of, um, of, of being put into our place. So we're not the kingpin. You know, we get put into our place by a group and we learn to, um, I guess, feel like we are just part of a crowd. And that's a really humbling and a very good experience for everyone to have, which takes us towards reaching compassion. Your extensive wisdom and extensive research today has really paid off. I think this is... I think <laughs> more coffee, up. more lunches. Yeah, that's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the doctor said. Lynn Worsley, thank you so much. Just briefly take us to where we're going next week then. Next week I think I'll take us through more of the moral development and looking at the conventional stages of moral development. And then I think that what we'll go through is looking at how we make friends, what it's like to make friends and what it's like to keep friends. Look forward to it. As always, Lynn Worsley, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.